If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Mr. Kwiko Thomas, NetBank Group Managing Executive for Retail and Business Banking, joins us now on the line. Such a pleasure to speak to you, sir. Likewise, see you with you, Gugu. Fantastic. Typically, we talk about results and what we're seeing in the consumer environment locally. And I'm aware it's a closed period, but hopefully you'll share some insight there. But beyond that, you have been one of the uh, respectable leaders who actively participated in these engagements uh, at a global level to evaluate how best we can advance the financial health of consumers. Give us some context here. So, Google, thank you. Firstly, um, good evening. Um, so we had the privilege of hosting the round table, um, you know, as a financial industry with Her Majesty Queen Maxima of the Netherlands uh, this afternoon. Um, she is an ambassador for uh, the United Nations on financial inclusion. Uh, it's a big project of his and uh, of hers, and it's a big passion of hers as well. So, you know, we took occasion. She arranged the roundtable. In fact, we we're supposed to have it in person last year when um, she did the state visit, the Dutch state visit with um, His Royal Majesty the King of the Netherlands. That didn't happen. We pushed it forward to this year and we did a virtual roundtable. And it was really lifting to have the opportunity to get business uh, banking leaders or financial services leaders mm-hmm. from right across the spectrum, the big established banks, some of the newer banks, fintechs, um, some of wow. the newer t- non-traditional players in financial services sitting around and really talking about the challenges of financial inclusion as well as financial health in South Africa, given what is playing out in the economy mm-hmm. and the pressure that consumers are under. So, you know, it hopefully started a, um, a conversation that will become something bigger, more formal going into the future. There's some commitments that we made. So, yeah, it was really encouraging and inspiring to be around that today. 100%. I wish I was a fly on that wall. However, I'm aware that Chatham House rules uh, do apply. Despite that, I'm hoping you can expand on the two themes that you highlighted here, Tsiko, financial inclusion versus yeah. financial health. Because in South Africa, it seems as though inclusion might be very high, given our mature banking environment and sector. However, financial health, that might be where the concerns lie. Yeah, so just to touch on the first one, Google and inclusion. Yes, you know, we probably have less of a challenge. And part of what encouraged me today was the participation of some of the fintechs that play in non-traditional banking. You know, we had the likes of Listaka there. And uh, traditionally, they, that business started off doing the administration of social grants. Mm. Uh, um, so they are very immersed in the space of financial inclusion. So you're right. Financial inclusion is probably less of a challenge for South Africans right now, given you know, the span of uh, players in the space and what technology has allowed us to do, you know, with digital banks, et cetera, et cetera. But the real challenge, of course, is the discussion around financial health. South Africans are feeling pressure. Mm. Um, We as NetBank did a study, um, a NetFin Health uh, Monitor, that, you know, sought to identify exactly the state of play, the state of health of the South African consumer. And, you know, there's there's, there's some horror reading there things that came out um, the true extent of the pressure that the ordinary man, woman on the street in South Africa is feeling. And here's the, even the scarier part, because people start thinking that financial unwellness 
in and of itself is one thing, but it starts impacting on other areas as well. Mm-hmm. It starts affecting the physical well-being of the person, but also the psychological well-being of the person as well. So these things are interconnected and they are a big challenge facing a massive raft of South Africans right now. So that came under the spotlight and it came under discussion as well. Mm. In a moment, we'll talk about those solutions, but we can't ignore some of the current news factors that uh, come to play here. And as you've highlighted, a lot of it has to do with exogenous factors within the macroeconomic climate uh, that add to these challenges. South Africa is a small but very open uh, economic participant in the global stage. And Japan, the UK, dipping into a recession. The US, concerns about um, the uh, higher inflation and, of course, delays in interest rate cuts. All of these are fundamental factors that have a ripple effect in terms of inflation in South Africa uh, and again our consumption trends as consumers I'm keen to understand on the back of this news flow uh, as a banking executive how are you monitoring uh, the current economic climate Listen Google we've seen our lending books coming under a huge amount of pressure um, you know if you think about the last round of bank reportings the big headline items there um, were just the state of the lending books um, deteriorating further, you know, non-performing loans growing, continuing to grow. So this is a big theme emerging and it's something that we as a bank, because the last thing you want to do is to respond, respond by, by cutting, cutting, by closing the taps. Um, so we have to balance very carefully how we manage the health of the consumers, the health of our books without necessarily stifling the economy and disability to grow because we stop lending mm-hmm. to doing to doing any lending activity that's the core of our business that's what we do as a business so we have to do that very responsibly so right now a lot of banking ex- executives certainly people in my shoes or wear similar shoes to mine are preoccupied with this idea of how do you manage a rising tide of bad debts mm-hmm. in an environment where we cannot afford to stop doing lending activity mm. Sure. Such a valid point, especially where the lending is required in order to propel economic growth, especially in sectors where those opportunities lie. And sounds like a unique conundrum uh, that uh, speaks to how best we review risk uh, and maybe going back to the drawing board in, on certain policies. Uh, were policymakers part of this conversation and are there themes and conversations that are leading us in that direction to, to rewrite the script perhaps? Yes, that was the other encouraging thing was just the widespread participation of policymakers in the roundtable today, you know, right across the spectrum, regulators, um, all the way to, you know, some government departments that have oversight of um, uh, the financial sector in South Africa. So it was so, so that was very encouraging because, you know, there was one big recognition that this is not something that's going to be solved by an institution yes. or by the banking industry. This is going to take the effort of all stakeholders across the value chain that are impacted by this. We are all going to have to collaborate to start thinking about how we start solving for this. And of course, in that light, the regulators, the lawmakers or the rule makers become a big part of the conversation that has to take shape. So they were there and that was very encouraging. 100%. 100%. To close off with, uh, as you mentioned, this really does need a collaborative efforts and a collaborative support. And I'm keen to understand, as you highlighted, financial mishealth or ill health uh, also affects one's physical health and, and, and so many other factors uh, through that. I'm keen to understand what kind of partnerships we might typically see. Uh, we've heard of, you know, the development of fintech, uh, there's uh, health tech, uh, and perhaps the, the interwoven nature of how these sectors might come together to solve for this challenge. 
Yeah, no, certainly, Google, spot on. I mean, today was just the beginning of a conversation. You know, this is a big conversation and it's going to take multiple iterations amongst us as an industry and amongst us as stakeholders to get together to start crafting what a way forward begins to look like. Mm. So we're not there yet. Um, but, you know, the important thing about today was just the breakthrough that, you know, to start setting down this challenge, we're going to have to do it together. No, traditionally we haven't done that. Mm. You know, we haven't started. You know, we haven't looked at social challenges like financial, you know, health and financial unwellness in this instance, as a collaborative kind of handholding. Oh, go, Mr. Thomas. Okay, seems as though the line has cut here, unfortunately. <laughs> Ah, we see what happened there. There's a bit of a lag in the network there. But uh, Mr. Thomas, if you can still hear us, we truly appreciate your time this evening. Unfortunately, some technical gremlins getting in the way, largely based on the network. Um, maybe bad weather, maybe load shedding, but unfortunately um, um, not holding off while in the end there. But the gist of what you're saying has been adequately communicated that this is a new venture. It's the beginning of a conversation, but conversations that will be of consequence given the partnerships we're looking to establish with our peers to solve for uh, effective consumer health in South Africa. A big thank you for your time this evening, Tiko. Hopefully you can still hear me on the other end, despite the technical gremlins, but truly appreciative of your time this evening and giving us some perspective of how South Africa and key stakeholders within the financial services space are actively working towards uh, the benefit of us as South African consumers. Thank you again for your time, sir. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.